Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at mmchurch. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. I am reading from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse number 11, and I'm using the English Standard Version for clarity's sake, simplicity's sake. Bible says here, for I know, this is God speaking to us, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. They are plans for your welfare and not for evil, and to give you a future and a hope. How many of you need a future and need a hope in that future? Amen. We need a future and we need a hope. And I'm going to preach to you today this message, this lesson that I have simply entitled, On a Need to Know Basis. On a Need to Know Basis. Let's pray together. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for the blessing of the Lord and the goodness of God. You are great and greatly to be praised. And I'm asking that you'll anoint these lips of flesh And uh, use me, God, to deliver this message that you've laid upon my heart so that we can all understand that as long as you know, it's okay. Can you say amen? Let's clap our hands one more time for Jesus. Amen. I I know it's hard to tell by looking at me. But I work out regularly with my, with my dear friend Ray Toro, lifting weights. I know it's, you're like, wait, what? But I do. Uh, and Ray is so kind to work out with me and, uh, because I can't lift anywhere near the, the, the weights that this guy lifts or work as hard as he works. And he lowers himself down to my level to, 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 to help me through, and I appreciate that. But what I really appreciate more than the weightlifting is the church we have over at Best Fitness. We have church over there, don't we? Uh, in fact, it was, it was over at Best Fitness where God spoke to me and delivered me and revealed to me about uh, my depression and coming out of that depression. It was while we were standing talking about it that the Lord fell on me and I, I realized and, and, and preached a message about it uh, that uh, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. I was talking to Ray when the Holy Ghost came on me and I said, you don't have green pastures except that it rains there from time to time. Pastures without rain is, is dried up and dead. If it's green and lush, it's because you've experienced some rainstorms. And it was over there that God delivered me at that moment from the depra- The clouds broke as I realized that as long as Jesus is in my field, it doesn't matter what the storm is like. <laughs> Praise God. So this was, a, this was another one of those experiences when I, uh, I, the way my relationship with God is, it's such that uh, I feel God move on me. I feel a thought he puts in my mind. I feel direction. I know when I'm working on a sermon, this, was, this came from God. And I can feel that thing in my spirit and in my heart going through that. And it was getting to be, I don't know what was it, Tuesday or Wednesday. It was getting to be late in the week and I had not t- 
touched that feeling yet for this service. And I thought, God, I, 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 you know, I, I started going through my old notes. I thought maybe I'm going to pull something out of the past and just re-preach it. I just felt nothing. And Ray and I were talking, and, uh, and all of a sudden Ray looked at me, and he said, hey, he's, I, I read a, a daily devotion, and he, he put it in a nutshell, because he sent me the daily devotion. I don't see these words anywhere in it, but he put it in a nutshell. He said, you know what? He said, here's, here's what it was. He, he, said, he said, all you need to know is that God knows. And if Jesus were speaking it, he would say this, the only thing you need to know is that I know. And when he said that, God moved on me, and I said, that is it. I went home. I started doing some scripture studies, finding things out, because I thought I need to preach a message entitled very simply, it's on a need-to-know basis. You only need to know what God allows you to know. You don't need to know the big picture, because Jesus has everything under control. Everything. Praise God. And so the thing that uh, thing about knowing Jesus is this. He doesn't always clue us in as to what's going on in our lives or why it's going on. He doesn't always tell us because it's on a need-to-know basis. You don't need to know that. You just keep walking with me. Well, why does this happen? You don't need to know that right now. You just keep walking with me. Does the Bible not tell us that the just shall live by what? Faith. What is faith? Faith is the evidence of things not seen. The just shall live by faith. It is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Elijah, who I preached about in the past when I talked about depression and going into his cave of darkness, he was undoubtedly a champion in the scriptures, was he not? Elijah. The great power of God, Elijah, his teachings, his miracles, the prayers, the testimony of God's word show that he was a champion in the scriptures, but he was not perfect. He had some problems and some very serious problems, and the fact that of his, his fleeing and running to hide in a cave of depression and despair shows how many problems Elijah really had. And why did he retire to such solitude, cut everybody off, and hide in darkness. Because as much as he tried to do the right thing, people took it wrong and fought against him. Can you say amen? Have you ever tried to do the right thing and have it be misunderstood? Have you ever tried to do the right thing and if people get angry at you because they thought you were doing something else, Elijah tried to do the right thing, defend God, destroy the prophets of Baal and the Baal worshiping, and they ended up wanting to kill him. Why? Elijah didn't know. Guess what? It's on a need-to-know basis. Elijah, you don't need to know. You just need to know that I'm still on the throne. You need to know that I will still lead you and guide you. It is on a need-to-know basis, and many times we try to do what we think is right, and it produces the wrong results. But keep in mind, we're not even really good judges of failure and success. We're not even good at judging what is successful and what is failure. Because we don't see things with eternal value. Many things that we see as successful are failure. I'm thinking of you, rich young ruler. 
who had everything this world had to offer. And Jesus said, sell it all and give it to the poor and follow me. And he wouldn't do it. Why? Because he was a poor judge of what was success and what was failure. And he picked the wrong thing, my friend, because what was successful in the eyes of humanity is failure in the eyes of eternity. And what is failure in the eyes of eternity is successful. Success, how do I, I, you know what I mean. What is failure in preaching can be received as something good if you just put your faith out there a little bit. Praise God. God knows everything. And when I say that God knows everything, I mean He knows everything. 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 There is nothing that our God does not know. He knew all about Jacob at Bethel. You know why Jacob was in Bethel? Jacob went to Bethel. That was where he saw this vision of the angels coming up and down the ladder. Jacob was at Bethel. You know why Jacob was at Bethel? Jacob was at Bethel because he was fleeing from his brother for his life. That's what he was doing. Fleeing for, because of his own doings, mind you. His own doings. He was fleeing for his life. His brother wanted to kill him for justifiable reasons. He laid down to sleep, and all he had for a pillow was a stone, the Bible tells us. He laid his head on a stone. But God knew exactly where he was, number one. God knew exactly where he was going to go, number two. And God knew exactly what the end result would be, number three. And I want you to know today, mark it down. God knows where you are. He knows where you're going. And he knows the end result of what you're in. Praise God. But just because God knew all that doesn't mean everything went smoothly. Because he had the Rachel and the Leah problem yet ahead of him. And then he had the shepherding problem. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look at the life of Jacob. He had the shepherding problem and the false accusation problem that came against him. And then there was the fleeing for his life problem that he still had to face. And through it all, God knew, and guess what Jacob became? Israel, the father of the 12 tribes. This man, who, saw, who everything he tried to do seemed to be taken wrong, and people received it wrong, and treated him wrong, and one hardship after another after another, but he kept following his God, and I'm telling you today, whatever it takes, don't ever give up on following Jesus. Don't ever give up on Praise God, because a lot is going on in your life right now. Please don't forget, it's on a need-to-know basis that God tells you. And if he hadn't told you why things are the way they are, you don't need to know. All you need to know is that he knows. Remember that. All you need to know is that he knows. Praise God. What a great God we serve. He knew all about Jonah when Jonah was thrown into the sea. In Jonah's mind, he was getting ready to drown until a big fish came up and swallowed him. He said, oh, great, I'm safe. Then he ended up in the belly of the whale, and all those stomach acids started hitting him. And he realized, oh, no, I'm dead. He did not know when he was first thrown into the sea that a whale was going to swallow him and protect him from drowning. That was on a need-to-know basis. 
And when he got swallowed by the whale and prevented from drowning, he did not know he was going to be regurgitated. Uh, oh, stop my brain. Stop thinking these things. Because really, sometimes we're just throw up that God's going to use. <laughs> <laughs> We're just somebody else's throw up that God is going to use. Oh. See, Mary Beth, this is what these people deal with every Sunday. Pre please pray for them. <laughs> it was on a need to know basis. While you were drowning in the sea, you didn't need to know that I've got a whale ready to swallow you. That'll take place when I dictate. And when the whale swallowed him, he thought he was going to die from, you, I already explained all that. He didn't need to know that the whale was going to regurgitate him right on the shore of where he was supposed to be. He didn't need to know that. And you don't need to know that the problems and the trials and the hardships that you're going through right now is what is going to bring you to the place that God has been trying to get you to so that he can use you in a supernatural way. He knew all about John on the Isle of Patmos who was in nothing but hardship and, and isolation. And while he was there, God began to speak with him and gave him that beautiful book of Revelation, which incidentally, I'll tell you something about the book of Revelation. This is free. This is not, this is, this is not part of the sermon. It's just for free. In the book of Revelation, John talked about the day that was going to come when they would put a mark in our hands and with that mark we could buy and sell and only with that mark. And here, th that made no sense at all until we get to this computer chip age generation where they're putting microchips in people's hands already and they're swiping their hands the way we swipe credit cards and they're buying and selling with this. And the day is coming because the Bible says so when that's going to be the only way left to do things. For someone 2,000 years ago to imagine that, and write it down and have it come to pass 2,000 years later. If I was not a Bible believer, that alone would make me want to read the rest of it. Find out what else it says and put a little stock in what it says. Because even though it might not make sense to me at the moment, it's probably going to come to pass. All right, that was, that's just free. God knew all about Job when Job didn't know about Job. Job's servants came one after another while one was still telling the story. The next one showed up and said, not only is your houses destroyed, but your cattle is gone. Not only are your cattle are gone, but your kids are all this stuff was going on in Job's life. And he had no idea why. He had no understanding why. He had done nothing wrong. He had lived righteously. He had done the best he could. And everything was going wrong. But Job had one thing that I want to get a hold of. And Job had this understanding that I may not understand. I may not know what's going on, but it's on a need-to-know basis. I don't know, but I know he knows. And because he knows, Job was able to stand up and say, though he slay me, I still trust him. Because I don't know why he's doing what he's doing, but he's doing it for a reason, and it's on a need-to-know basis. I wonder how many of you right now are going through something and you don't know why. You don't understand. 
and it didn't work out the way you planned, and nothing happened the way you thought it was gonna, and everything seems to be going south, and every plan you make fails, and every attempt you make to, to make it work doesn't work. I wonder how many times that's happening to you, or if it's happening to you right now, and I want you to know the only thing you need to know is that He knows. He knows. And it's on a need to know basis. I'm going to wrap this up with this. Paul wrote to his protege, Timothy, and he said this in his, his second epistle to him. And I want these words to be emblazoned in my heart and my mind. He said this. He said, this is why I'm willing to suffer as I do. And you just need to read the life of the Apostle Paul to find out what real suffering is about. I don't know too many people in America that know suffering the way Paul did. Not saying in other countries, but in America. Paul said this. He said, this is why I suffer the way I do. He said, because I know in whom I have believed. I don't know what's going on down here. I don't know what's going on around me. I don't know why all this, but I know in whom I have believed. And not only do I know whom I have believed, but I am persuaded that he is able to keep those things that I've committed unto him until that day. No man can take him from me. No problem can steal him from my heart. No hardship can discourage me to where I walk away from him. I know in whom I have believed. Do you know in who you have placed your faith? Because if you're not sure who that is, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about Jesus. And so Elijah allowed his troubles to send him into a cave of despair. But this is how that story ends. The Lord came in the midst of his darkness. And the Lord said, go out and stand on the mount before me, before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. The Lord passed by. And when the Lord passed by, the Bible says, a great and strong wind tore the mountain and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord wasn't in that wind. All that destruction, the Lord wasn't even in it. And after the wind, there came an earthquake. But the Lord wasn't in the earthquake either. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Bible says the Lord wasn't in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. Not like that one. Kids are kids, folks. That's life. That's the way kids, come on, how many of us have cried and groaned and moaned like that as adults before God? Oh, why is this, why is this happening? When is it ever going to stop? You big baby, quit crying and get yourself to church and sit down. <laughs> Praise God. I said all that to say these kids are kids. After the earthquake, after the strong wind tore the mountain, after the fire, no God, but then a still small voice. And God was in the still small voice. And isn't life just like that? As I close, Jameson, one more time, come and. Isn't life just like that?
that the order of divine revelation, the way we get to hearing God and understanding things, is that first has to come the storms. And after the storms, there has to come the earthquakes. And after the earthquakes, there has to come the fire. And then after the fire, if you're still standing saying, it's on a need-to-know basis, comes a still small voice that lets us know everything's going to be all right because Jesus is still on the throne. And all I need to know in the midst of my storms, my hardships, my problems, is that he knows. And if he knows where I am, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. You want to know how he'll always know where you are? As many as call upon his name. He's there. Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha, as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, and if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 10.30 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you, and God bless.